This is your last call for my wife, the dietitian. The show is just about to start. Come on, let's go. Hurry up. I'm trying. I can't get my shoe on. Welcome to My Wife, the Dietitian, a fun weekly podcast about nutrition and healthy lifestyle. I'm Rob, and together with my wife, Sandra, we invite you to join us on this informative and entertaining journey through the complex world of healthy eating. Join us each week as we strive to help you with transforming your overall health and relationship with food through up-to-date, evidence-based nutrition information. talked a lot about carbs and protein, healthy fats, and different types of food. But what about condiments? Where do they fit in, and how do they stack up nutritionally? We got a question from a listener recently. She was concerned that her daughter was drowning all her food in ketchup. Great question that I'm sure all of us can relate to. Our answer might surprise you. Stick around and see what advice we have for our listener, and see what we have to say about the 10 most popular condiments. Enjoying the show? You can help others find it and enjoy it too by giving us a five-star rating or review. If you feel like reaching out to us with a question or comment, you can send us an email at mywifetherd at gmail.com. And don't forget to visit our website at mywifethedietitian.com, as well as our social media pages. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Enjoy the show. Welcome to My Wife the Dietitian. Hello, Sandra. Hello, Rob. How are you? I'm okay. How are you? I'm excellent. Excellent. Today, we're going to address a listener question about ketchup. Right. And so we thought we'd do a whole episode on condiments and the 10 popular condiments and a little bit about each one of them. Perfect. But the question was based around that. That's why it's based around ketchup and... She asks, what is the healthiest option with ketchup as her preteen drowns her food in ketchup? Well, that's a pretty valid question. And it's it's a pretty normal thing, I think. I mean, I remember doing that when I was a kid, and I think a lot of kids do that. So let's uh, let's dive into it, and we'll, we'll give you an answer and tell you our thoughts. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think there's a bit of, uh, I'm just thinking with the question, it sounds like there's a bit of a undercurrent of concern about the preteens intake and that, you know, everything has to have ketchup. And so how healthy is ketchup? And is that too much sugar in the diet? Or, you know, is it kind of that whole thing? And I think there's a bit of a feeding relationship dynamic going on. And we did two previous episodes, episode 13 on strategies for picky eating and episode two, uh, preteen vegetarian. And we did talk all about the feeding relationship and the division of responsibility with parent and child in terms of eating. And uh, I think it's a really common thing what you're asking, because as Rob said, many people put ketchup on their food, and it might be on food that you don't think you know ketchup should be on. But <laughs> if that's how the child wants to eat the food, then that's okay. And a lot of times this is a phase and it's just a food jag that they will grow out of and it's it's all good. Yeah, I was going to say a lot of kids like to, especially at that age, you know, like from the time that they are an independent eater as a toddler 
uh, up until they're well into their teens and and early adulthood, they'll be experimenting. They're finding out what they like, what they don't like, how they want to eat. Um, they're setting themselves up to be independent and they're going to resist being told what to do and they'll resist by doing it more. That's That's sort of a typical reaction. But don't be afraid of letting them be creative with their food. Yeah, it's the curiosity. I mean, they're yeah. they're learning about different textures, different flavors, how food, you know, smells, how it like, you know, how they tactile, how it feels on their fingers and in their mouth. And it's all part of learning about eating and learning about preferences and learning about different foods. Especially if they come in a squirty container. That's just a ton of fun for kids to have like a ketchup often has the squirty container, right? Where you can squirt like a big happy face on your potatoes or <laughs> all over your meat or your peas or your corn or whatever, your cereal, whatever they're doing. That's part of the fun is just having this thing where you can draw pictures with. And that's what I mean about being creative. I mean, it's making their food more interesting, which is a good thing. It's if it makes them eat their food. That's a great thing. Exactly. I totally agree. So, That's, I, I often say it also about dips and dressings and stuff when you're, you know, if people in the family aren't going to have veggies without dip, then offer the dip because that's a way to get the veggies in. So if that's how she's eating her veggies and her meals with ketchup, that's okay. It's, it's probably going to be a bit of a food jag. Yeah. She'll grow out of it. And if she doesn't, it's not a big deal. That's... That's just how she is and what she likes. And I put mustard on my ice cream. <laughs> so, you know, there's that. <laughs> right. Well, and when we did talk about the division of responsibility with the feeding relationship, it's the parent decides what the food is and when, and then the child decides if they're going to eat and how much. And so when we talk about what food is, that's what... The family has shopped for that there's food in the pantry, there's food in the fridge. It's accessible to all family members. The parent can decide about mealtimes and, you know, when the eating events can happen. And then the child decides if they're going to eat and how much. And as a preteen, you know, obviously they're becoming more independent and they're still learning about their own preferences and what they like and dislike. And I think adding ketchup is completely normal, completely fine. And I wouldn't make a big deal about it or even, you know, even bring it to a forefront. Yeah. Kind of focusing on it is, is going to create more of an issue, I think. And, and that's what I was saying before is she'll resist that and then she'll do it just to spite you instead of this letting her sort of work through it on her own and discover what she likes, why she likes it. And maybe she'll eventually not like it, but you need to let her sort of go through that process. Yeah. And actually most ketchups, nutritionally, most ketchups are pretty much the same. They do have, you know, a little bit extra sugar, but, but that's not, about not it. tons, right? Not tons. I mean, it is, you know, there's a difference between organic and regular, but not much of a difference. I mean, it's not enough to justify the price. Right, right. So that's what we're going to just jump into the condiments and the 10 most popular additions and actually ketchup's number one. Yeah. It's not my favorite condiment, but there's definitely things that ketchup tastes good with. You know, French fries, obviously. Um, I like it on my French toast. 
which apparently is kind of weird. I always thought it was normal because I, I just thought it's eggs and toast and that's, I put ketchup on my eggs. And so why not on my French toast? And I've been to a few places where people just give me these weird looks like, <laughs> what do you, what do you mean you want ketchup? Like, especially when you're at a restaurant, you ask for ketchup. And yeah, it's, I guess it's a little uncommon, but hey, that's what we're talking about here, right? Yeah. I was, I was allowed to experiment with food. My dad was a crazy eater. He always had <laughs> crazy combinations. So I came by it naturally, but <laughs> right, yeah. right. Anyway, no, yeah, awesome. it's, it's okay. Ketchup has its place for sure. And when you are at a restaurant, it's ketchup, but when you're at home, it's salsa that well, goes on your French toast. <laughs> most of my ketchup, uh, things I eat ketchup with have now become graduated salsa. yeah i've graduated to salsa because yeah. i like the spicy <laughs> that's on the list too Perfect. but yeah so with ketchup it's basically it's got a little bit i think there's four grams of sugar in per serving yeah but how big's the serving okay hold the horses yeah so there's about four grams of sugar in one tablespoon so, okay, yeah. that, which you use maybe a little bit more than one tablespoon if you're dousing your French fries or whatever, but not a lot more. That's about what's in a little packet at a fast food joint. Yeah, true. All right, number two is mustard. Mustard. I like mustard. There's so many different varieties of mustard too, which is kind of nice, but I like the spiciness. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I like the Dijon. I, any, Actually, I like just the regular French's. Yeah, it's really good on ice cream. It's not so good on my white t-shirt, but no, <laughs> that you, happens to me a lot. You were telling me that. You always had issues with that. <laughs> okay. That's funny. Yeah. Anyways, it's one of the healthier condiments for sure. Mustard. Uh, okay. Do you know why? Because there's not a lot of additives and it's, it's just flavor, basically. There's it, not a lot of uh, extra calories or uh, salt or sugar. And it comes from the mustard seed, is that right? Yeah. Yeah, cool. It's a little bit like horseradish. It's got that kind of bite to it. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, horseradish isn't on the list. It didn't make the popularity list. No, it's not popular enough. I love horseradish. Uh, and though. wasabi, too. If you ever eat sushi, mm. it's got that same kind of bite to it. Yummy. It's yummy flavor, yeah. Well, the next one, number three, is mayo. Well, that's, yeah, classic. Yeah, and then there are so many different mayos now, like with the wasabi or with the... Uh, the chipotle mayo. Yeah. Thank you. That's yeah, the that's, word. That's my favorite. <laughs> well, and the old classics, good too. But yeah, obviously anything with spice, I'm going to be all over it. Yeah. And so we're getting into the fat calories. So the added fats. So a lot of the condiments that we're going to mention are added fats. And if someone's on cholesterol-lowering medication, maybe a statin medication to bring down their cholesterol levels... That's one piece of advice that you would get probably from a healthcare professional is to reduce your added fats in your meals. So in the day, six teaspoons of added fats. Right. And so mayo is one of those added fats that we talk about. Right. And the butter, margarine on your toast and the olive oil that you use to cook your whatever. So all of those, your salad dressing, those all count towards that six tablespoons. Is that what you said? No, teaspoons. Tea, teaspoons, okay. Yeah, six teaspoons. So it's two tables, sorry, two teaspoons per meal if you have three meals a day. Right. And it's the additives, like it's adding to your food. It's not the fat that's in the meat or in the dairy products. It's the mayo or the salad dressings, as you mentioned. But mayo is like, there's different types of mayo, eh? Oh, really? Well, what do you mean different types? 
Well, some are like salad dressing and some are mayonnaise. Oh, I see. Yeah. Well, yeah, they call it like, like a, yeah, like a topping kind of, there's a different name for it other than mayonnaise, but it tastes like mayonnaise and it's made from different things or something, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like there's Miracle Whip and exactly. then there's mayonnaise and then there's dressings that are, yeah, I hear you. Okay. And what's your point? Sorry. Well, then just looking at the ingredients and whatever you're looking for, the fat is an integral part of that mayo. So that would be a highlight one on the nutrition label that you'd look for and see, you know, a lower fat would be good or um, sugar or other flavorings, additives, whatever else is in those ingredients. Just uh, that's what you know, the, if it's something you're adding to your food, you don't want it to overpower the nutrition in the day. Yeah. It's just a condiment. Right. Gotcha. All right. Number four is salsa. Can I just ask a question? When when you're talking about added fats, how do you determine if something uh, falls into that category? Like peanut butter, for instance, has fat in it. So would that count towards my added fat if I'm putting that on my toast? In my mind, no, because it's like a protein. It's actually like a, f- a sandwich filling or it's something that you would use in your, if you think of your, the plate ratio. Yeah. It's okay. in there as a protein. It kind of fits into the sort of standard food group kind of classifications, mm-hmm. whereas dressings don't, condiments don't really, any of them. Okay. Fair enough. They're just on to make the food taste better. Okay. Yeah, makes sense. Okay, so number four with salsa, it is one of the healthier options for condiments. Oh, yeah, I would think so. It just seems like this fresh little salad in a jar. Oh, yeah, you made that delicious. We got these uh, super fresh but overripe tomatoes that were like all cracking and juicy and so like, oh, because they were like locally grown backyard type of tomato that like beefsteak just awesome and so we had so much of those rob made this awesome kind of salsa thing last night yeah and and they were those deep red like you cut them you cut through them and it's just like dark red and you're like oh yeah these will be good so i just i just kind of cut them up they were really sloppy so it was just kind of loosely cut and i added uh basil and feta cheese oh so and then we just put it on crackers and it was so good. It was kind of like a bruschetta-ish sort of thing without the oil and some of the other stuff. And yeah, I don't know. It was just a, it was a Rob salsa. And it was <laughs> oh, good. Wait. Oh, it was delicious. Thank you for that. That was really good. Yeah. And that's like, I mean, that's kind of like salsa and you can buy the store-bought salsas. Obviously they might have extra sugar, salts and artificial flavoring in those. So just watch the nutrition labels on those. Right. All right. Number five is hot sauce. I love hot sauce. Yes. That's another one that's healthy and typically doesn't have a lot of extras like extra salt or extra sugar or fat. The only issue is if you're dealing with heartburn or reflux or any digestive issues or an ulcer, you might not want to add hot sauce to your food. There's a store close to us that it's like a market, one of those markets that has like the deli and the bakery and all the different kind of markety kind of sections. They have a whole section of just hot sauce and it's a big, like it's the size of a bedroom maybe, you know, like a with all different shelves and aisles of hot sauce. I've never seen so much and they're all different. Like there's different flavors, different intensities 
different, like some are really wet and drippy and some are like more like a sauce. And some come from like, it depends on what the original source exactly. is, like the chili peppers or jalapeno peppers or right. yeah, or what else? Changes the flavor. Uh, well, curry. There'd be, yeah, I guess there's curry based ones. Oh, I don't know. I, I was just, I, I love it because it's just so many different flavors and I love the heat. I love the different intensities of trying them. Like some like a little drip will just like light your head on fire. Some you barely feel the heat, but the flavor is so intense. And I just, I love hot sauce. It's just like adds so much punch to your food. Like if you have eggs or soup or whatever, I, I, yeah. Do you remember we talked to Margot Fedorak on uh, Cooking Tips for Desperate Fishwives, oh, that yeah. book that she wrote? And it's doing pretty well, I guess. The book? Yeah, I've been following her a bit on social media. Awesome. It's, uh, she's she's uh, getting up there. So That's great. Well, it's funny because she was talking about the pepper plant that her husband planted, and it's called a seven... Oh, uh, right. That's, that's like seven alarm fire or something. Right, like right. Some, some funny name like that. You just need like one little seed and it's so hot that... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can't remember. That was a funny story though. Yeah, that's a good one. Well, I'm going to listen to that again. That was way back in the early spring. Yeah. Yeah, it totally was. So it was, I don't know. Anyways, that's a good one to listen to. Um, number six is soy sauce. That's a classic too. Mm-hmm. And then there's tamari, right? Which is kind of like a, a, I prefer that. It's not as, I find soy like your regular Chinese restaurant kind of black soy sauce like salty, really Super, salty. Like too salty. Yeah. Because yeah. you get the low sodium soy sauce and it still has more than 15% daily value of sodium. Oh, so yeah. it's still in that category of like, you know, the red light. <laughs> yeah. It's really high in sodium. But the tamari actually has actual soy in it. Mm, really? Whereas soy sauce doesn't. Oh, so funny. It's more just the flavoring and it, it enhances the flavor of food. Yeah. And you can't just put a little bit on. Like the the nature of that bottle, like as soon as you tip it, it's just flooded your plate. I'm like, <laughs> ah, it's way too much. Now I got to have more rice. <laughs> right? Right, right. So uh, it doesn't, I don't like it. It is if you are dealing with high blood pressure or watching, you know, ca- cardiovascular health. That is one to either get the light version, like the low sodium, or maybe buy the tamari sauce instead, or just try to use other condiments and not the soy sauce. Yeah. Like Worcestershire is a similar. Uh, and it's spicy. An oyster uh, sauce. I like that. I think most of those are high in salt too, though. Yeah. I think they, they that's the nature of them. Mm-hmm. Little, little cooking secret. Our son, who's 17 wicked cook in the kitchen the stuff he makes is mind-blowing and that's his secret the soy sauce yeah he'll cook up a big like pan of meat stir fry kind of thing and there'll be like lots of soy sauce hot sauce salt and pepper that kind of stuff and it's unreal like it's like dude what did you put in this it's so good (laughs) and yeah yeah. so that's part of the secret there Mm -hmm. it is good for that really good yeah yeah i like his meals okay number seven is salad dressings yeah, it's kind of like the mayos again, right? Cre- mm-hmm. The creamy ones anyway are full of fat. and Well, they yeah, both types, because if you got the oil vinegar, it still has oil. Well, that's true. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it. they exactly, the fat is the big issue with salad dressing. And so homemade is definitely better. You know, it's easy to make salad dressing, especially if you're making, well, either way, you can use olive oil and vinegar. 
um, maybe rice vinegar, maybe balsamic if you want a more deep kind of rich salad dressing. Or there's other like apple cider vinegar and oil. And then you could always add a little bit of lemon juice and maybe some pureed garlic or a little bit of mustard or a little bit of orange juice actually makes it nice and citrusy. And so there's lots of uh, different uh, ways to make salad dressing that are homemade. You're controlling the ingredients and you're controlling the how um, tart it is and how sweet it is, uh, the fat, all that stuff. My go-to, I love that stuff now, by the way. that's I've changed to those kind of dressings that you make. And I find that they really enhance the flavor. You notice the salad more. It's not like disguised under this fat, creamy dressing, mm-hmm. which used to be my go-to. I used to love, well, I still do love blue cheese dressing. Mm-hmm. I do too. You know, like so good. I love that. And I love it on more than just salads. It's a great dip and for all sorts of things. But yeah, I've kind of discovered the the more oil and vinegary kind of dressings and they're so good. Mm-hmm. I, I never gave them credit before. But yeah, they're definitely worthy. Well, they're definitely the homemade is is way better than the store bought. I find. Oh yeah, and it's not so much oil and vinegar. It's it's that's the base. But really, what makes it good is adding like citrus. You know, like the lime or the lemon. That just mm. adds so much freshness. And the herbs like yeah. basil or yeah. Yeah, I know that's that's worth a try for sure. Yeah, it's really good. And then you can do homemade salad dressings, creamy, with the pl- plain yogurt uh, base. Yeah. Like a tzatziki or you're going to make some of that tonight, I I am. So we got a ton of cucumbers to to make. So we're going to make some tzatziki in my favorite food processor that I've fallen in love with. It's my (laughs) new toy. Perfect. All right. All right. Number eight is barbecue sauce. That's Mm -hmm. a real common one, um, especially in the summer. And what do you think nutritionally? I think they're all too sweet. <laughs> it is very sweet, very yeah. sugary. Yeah, lots of fillers. I really like the flavors of them, though. I mean, once again, they're a little bit spicy, which I like, but they have this smoky flavor that I mm. really like. Mm-hmm. I like the texture, the consistency, but they're usually like sweet. Mm-hmm. So I don't understand why they all have to be sweet. Like, can't you make one that isn't sweet? <laughs> I don't know. Like, maybe it helps the meat cook or something. I don't know. But that's my only complaint about barbecue sauce yeah i think that it's easy to go overboard with barbecue sauce and just like drown the meat or whatever and really you could just use spice rubs and just uh, or marinate your meat and maybe pre-cook it a little bit before grilling because we did a whole thing on uh, last summer on barbecue season and grilling and how to make it healthier Mm -hmm. when you're doing that so part of it is marinating the meat or having a, a meat that's, um, or whatever you're cooking, just to have a little bit of like a spice rub and marinated before you put on the grill. The barbecue sauce is something that people use and it's better to use your own spice rubs and make your own marinade okay. with something yeah. acidic that breaks down the meat a little bit. So something that has lemon or lime or vinegar okay that will help with marinating the meat okay there you go perfect remember when we used to get all those uh hello fresh oh the box of the the food delivery box thing yeah Kits? we did yeah. a whole episode on on the yeah, comparisons of yeah them. it was back in the episode 30 something or other yeah it was about a year ago but last fall right. i believe 
Anyways, a lot of their recipes, which I really like, and now I'm doing on our own without the recipe cards and stuff, is just like having fresh lemon, fresh lime. And that's a big component of cooking fresh and making it so delicious. And, you know, like that's such a natural way to do it, right? It was in all of their recipes. Mm-hmm. Every single one. Even yeah. like the pastas and yeah. the, the Asian food and like it was just so good and easy yeah Yeah. just added that that tangy freshness to everything it was amazing yeah it's amazing what you can add like a squirt of lemon or you know a spritz of lime or whatever to food and it just tastes so fresh and it just brings out the pop exactly yeah and it's because it's acidic too it really helps it does number nine is honey oh honey and or maple syrup We're in Canada here, so maple syrup's a thing. Maple syrup, eh? (laughs) Yeah, both sweet, both tasty, and they're probably not, like, they're natural, right? So there's got to be some good, I mean, they can be natural. It's great when you find honey that's actually made from bees. Yeah, right? (laughs) There's so much out there, like, on the grocery store shelves that are just, if you look at the ingredients, like, what? High fructose corn syrup. H-F-C-S. Yeah, yeah. You don't even need to look at the ingredients. You can tell by like the container. If it's shaped like a bee or it's got like some little cartoon on it, then it's probably not the real deal. The real deal is just in a plain jar. From and, a market, from a farmer's market stand. And it says, hun- and it says honey on it, yeah. right? It's, yeah, it sells itself. Or maple syrup that's tapped from the tree. You know, th- those are Mother Nature's sweetness. Those are Mother Nature's gifts. Mm-hmm. The last one, number 10, is hummus. Hummus. Mm-hmm. Is it super popular? It's getting, it's becoming more and more popular. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right, because I don't think you could get hummus the way you can nowadays in the grocery stores. Totally. There's like, even in the, like the, um, this year, like kind of budget grocery store, there's still three or four different varieties of hummus. Yeah. In the deli. Like so, roasted red pepper or garlic or onion or... Yeah, yeah. It's the flavors, but even just different brands of hummus. So I guess it sells well. Yeah. And it's easy to make. Oh, easy so to make at easy home. easy to make. So if you have a can of chickpeas, just drain that chickpea, rinse it, the, the can, put it in the blender or the food processor, and then add... Uh, tahini, sometimes. I saw a recipe that didn't need tahini, but it, usually there's tahini, lemon juice... Uh, garlic, probably olive a little oil. salt and pepper, olive oil, and just turn it on. And Bob's your uncle. And then if you have Rob's an Rob's my husband. No, I'm just joking. Ro- yeah, Bob. <laughs> we had a friend that used to call us Bob and Sandy. We should start We should start an episode with that. It's Bob and Sandy. My wife did it. And people would be like, what? Where's, Ro- where's Rob and Sandra? That's right. Um, yeah, if you have an air fryer, this this is kind of our thing now. We, we, we get the tortilla, like the full tortilla that you make like your wraps in. And you cut those up, you put them in the air fryer, and they make like little crackers, and then you dip them in your fresh hummus. Mm, that's yeah. delicious. Yeah, it's a good way to use stuff up if it's getting getting close to their due date or whatever. Yeah, absolutely. So, and you can control, like if you're making hummus, you're controlling the ingredients. And it's even the ones in the grocery store are typically pretty healthy because the ingredients are chickpeas. It's a chickpea dip. And tahini, which is a sesame seed paste, or you can actually make it with smooth peanut butter too. Right. Instead, if you don't have tahini and you don't want to go out and buy a jar of tahini just for making hummus. Exactly. 
And if you've been paying attention, you'll know that chickpeas are a plant-powered protein. Yes, good right? one, right? Because yeah. we talked to Vicenta Molina, and she wrote the book on plant-powered protein. She did. And, and we, we talk about that every week, about eating more beans and legumes, and that's one way to do it. That that's, was awesome. I loved that conversation with her because, oh, she's one of my, like, all-time... Inspirations? It was really awesome to have an interview with her because I had her original book, Becoming Vegetarian, back in university. And that was a long time ago, decades ago. Decades, like back in the 60s almost. <laughs> not that far. You're mm -hmm. so funny. Not that far. <laughs> oh, Rob, stop. <laughs> yeah, anyways, it's really awesome because she uh, she wrote the book. She wrote the book yeah. on Becoming Vegetarian. Yeah. And that was a great, her new book is Plant Powered Protein. And we interviewed her recently. So episode 85. Yeah. Yeah, that was fun. A good one to listen to. And episode 71 was with Margot Federer. Oh, okay. Cooking tips for desperate fishwives. Nice. All right. To wrap up, the 10 popular condiments are ketchup, mustard, mayo, salsa, hot sauce, soy sauce, salad dressings, barbecue sauce, honey and maple syrup, and hummus. Hummus, yes. Yeah, so, it's a good list. Yeah, and as the ketchup is number one most popular, um, as the listener question was, what do I do? What is the healthiest option? As uh, my preteen drowns her food in ketchup, I would say don't sweat it and don't sweat the small stuff. Just uh, let her enjoy her food and she'll probably grow out of it. You know, or introduce her to salsa. If she's anything like me, she'll love salsa. So yeah, there's nothing wrong with, uh, you know, experimenting and showing them new foods to try. And, but yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't worry about pressuring her one way or the other. She'll, she'll figure it out on her own. Great. Awesome. All right. Well, thanks for joining us, everyone, this week. And thank you to our listener for her question. We really appreciate when people uh, connect with us and, and reach out and ask us things like that, because we're more than happy to uh, give you some information. And it's sort of why we're here. I mean, we want to we want to address what you guys want to know. So yeah, we need to hear from you in order for that to happen. So don't be afraid to uh, send us an email or reach out to us through our social media pages. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. You can comment or uh, connect with us through there. And our email is mywifetherd at gmail.com. And we've got lots of new stuff coming up on the website as well. If you haven't been there, check that out. It's mywifethedietitian.com. And don't forget to rate and review the show. We always appreciate when you can do that. What do we got coming up next week? Oh, we're interviewing, or we interviewed Alden Carroll, social worker, counselor, uh, Peaceful Practices, and her article and blog is on the website. So make sure to tune in for that. That will be next Monday. That's a really good conversation we had with Alden. And we will be back Wednesday with Nutrition Nuggets. So in the meantime, have a good week, everyone. Thanks, Rob. Thanks for joining us today on My Wife the Dietitian. If you like what you heard, don't be shy. Leave us a comment or review and be sure to share our podcast with your friends. If you'd like to hear more, hit that subscribe button. You can also follow us on our social media pages for updates, episode trailers, and other odds and ends. 
For more info and links on what we discussed on today's episode, check the show notes. We'll be back next week with another informative and fun-filled episode. Thank you.